call to order the July 19th Franklin School Committee meeting. Meetings are recorded by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29, as well as recorded by Franklin Matters. Any individual who also wishes to record, this meeting must notify the chair in accordance with Massachusetts General Law, Chapter 38, Section 20F. So, Pledge of Allegiance, we have no pledge students since summer, so if everyone could stand up and pledge. Okay. I pledge, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And as is customary, we will pause for a moment of silence. Thank you, everyone. Right. Routine business review of agenda. Does the agenda look okay to everyone? Okay, payment of bills taken care of. Payroll, Ms. Stokes? Uh, I will review payroll, it's in order. Okay, um, we have no FHS student rep reports. So superintendent's report, Mr. Jagir, I will hand it off to you. Thank you very much. Good afternoon slash good evening. It's still daylight and bright out there. So I have uh, eight key areas I just wanted to bring up as part of my first superintendent's report. Um, first, as part of the summer transition, I just want to thank our administrative team, um, the school committee, FPS staff, and Dr. Hearn for um, the ongoing support and assistance in transitioning into my new role of the superintendent. I appreciate the support that's been there for me. And, um, um, I'm just excited to be here and to be in this role to continue to lead with all of you um, on behalf of the, the folks in Franklin. So, um, as part of that, in July, I joined 22 other Massachusetts superintendents in the new superintendent induction program, which is facilitated by the MASS, which is the Massachusetts Association of School Superintendents, and it's in collaboration with the Department of Ed. Cohort meets bi-monthly and includes professional learning opportunities and ongoing support and mentorship. Another update, on June 25th, the Franklin Public Schools Administrative Team, made up of principals, our assistant principals, our district central office administrators, all participated in an administrative pre-treat, as we called it, and the, the objective of that meeting was to reflect on the 21-22 year, uh, academic year, review our new um, central office organization and structure, and then preview a draft of some strategic goals in their connection to the professional development plan for the upcoming school year. So this initial meeting with administrators occurred the day after school ended, and it's just worth noting the commitment and the effort put forth by our district leaders the day after school ended um, on the heels of a demanding year to come together. And one result of this meeting included our administrators committing to collaborative summer work um, in an area of interest or expertise or choice and those four areas included student discipline, school safety, professional development, and social-emotional learning, specifically for our advisory curriculum and how we can strengthen that. So that work is ongoing throughout the summer, and we'll be excited to share more information about the outcomes of those goals later on. Now, the second half of that pre-treat, we had the Novak Consulting Group come in for some professional learning for our whole district administrative team, focused on universal design for learning, as a framework to optimize teaching and learning, but also how it relates to the multi-tiered systems of support. So that idea of systems, so kind of linking the two, um, and you can expect more further detail later on. Um, another um, opportunity that we had on July 12th through the 14th, Mrs. Morano, Dr. Rogers, and I attended the 2022 
Paul Andrews Executive Conference facilitated by the MASS, which was in Mashpee. It's a three-day institute program for superintendents and assistant superintendents where um, it contained keynote speakers, breakout sessions, regional meetings, and network opportunities for us to build our local network um, with local area assistant superintendents and superintendents, which we found quite valuable. Um, just a few areas of note. Um, it opened with a keynote from John Dioria and Rob Evans where they focused on self-care and well-being and reflected on this past year and how we'll move forward as an institution. Also, um, Dr. Ingram Kendi, um, one of the America's most foremost historians leading anti-racist work, uh, was featured in a keynote conversation around anti-racist leadership. We also attended some sessions specifically focused on leading for equity, um, creating a multi-tiered system of support and implementation, and also um, we met as a regional roundtable with the superintendents and assistant superintendents who joined. So it was uh, really, really well done. Um, I took a lot away from that. I know that um, it was just great to, to, to meet with colleagues and learn from other districts and some of the successes they've had in areas and take that back and see how we can implement it here. Um, our unified basketball, just an update um, for our students. As you may recall in June, the Franklin High School Unified Basketball Program won a gold medal with the buzzer beater seen around the world in Orlando, Florida, and earning the national recognition. And since returning to Franklin with an escort from a police and fire, they've had four opportunities, and I'll just uh, hit them quickly. They were invited to town council for tomorrow, invited tomorrow for town council on the July 20th for a proclamation. They've also received, they will be receiving a citation from the State House and they are offered to go as a team and tour the State House. Um, a representative athlete and partner was invited to attend the MIAA Board of Directors meeting in August to speak about their experience um, to other districts. And they've been asked to attend the New England Patriots training camp on July 29th to be recognized by the team mass delegation, um, especially for unified basketball um, in that team. So we're excited for our athletes and our tremendous coaches, Lisa Berger, Jeremy Rice, and we want to thank them for the continued support and dedication of that program. Um, hiring, we've been busy hiring all summer. Um, we're finding qualified candidates and we're excited about the educators we're bringing on board. Uh, we're in the final stages of hiring our K-12 director positions um, after Dr. Rogers came forward as assistant super, so we're uh, in the final stages of those selections and we have approximately 25 positions remaining, uh, but they are in various stages of the interview process. And some just important dates to hit. Um, our high school experience for incoming ninth graders will be on August 9th and 10th. New teacher orientation is scheduled to begin on August 23rd through the 25th. The first day of school for staff is August 29th. The first day for students is August 30th. And the Labor Day Professional Development Day is Friday, September 2nd. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to formally welcome Dr. Rogers as Assistant Superintendent. We're very excited to have you here sitting at the table, so thank you so much. <laughs> um, just want to get on the table, see if anyone has anything. Camille? Dave? Um, yeah, first off, congratulations on the first uh, superintendent's report. <laughs> um, you, know, you talked about the, the K-12 director position and just about a lot of the changes um, you know, with Dr. Rogers we have over here as well. Could you just kind of elaborate on like the organizational sure. structure of central office right now as it stands? Sure. Okay. 
Thanks. So um, you, you may recall from the district communications I put on around our assistant superintendent, Mrs. Morano, and Dr. Rogers. Um, with MTSS and the framework, the way the work is really looked at, if I'm thinking of the pyramid, I'm making the symbol and realizing we need some context. <laughs> we have this pyramid for student learning, um, and we're trying to optimize our systems um, that I've talked about a few times. I say that word a lot, and people are tallying, I think, out there in, in uh, Zoom land. But um, we were trying to look at student support, and that could be social, emotional, behavioral. Um, it could be academic in the sense of supporting kids on one side of that triangle, and then our academic uh, learning side of the triangle. So looking at both sides, how do we support kids behaviorally, social, emotionally, and one area, and uh, that's an area that we have Mrs. Morano overseeing, um, which is which includes our student services department. But um, in our minds, we believe that all student services fall into that category, and students need varying levels of support depending on um, where where they're at. Similarly, for academics, um, Dr. Rogers has taken that side of the triangle. Um, the triangle is cut up a few ways because we we would emphasize that equity should apply across all. Um, the work that we do with our business department technology, everyone has a hand in how that's supported, but those are the two main areas when we look at MTSS and the framework. If you were to Google it right now, that triangle would come up. So we thought it made the most sense to have two people who own um, each side of that triangle um, to help streamline the work and, and make this efficient and effective as possible. Um, so that's, that's the decision making on that. Right. Thank you very much. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, uh, congratulations to both of you. Uh, I think this is going to be a great year. Uh, looking forward to see what, what comes about. Um, I guess my, I do have one question. I, I know it's really crazy that school is going to be starting very, very shortly, um, but have we defined what's our first day of kindergarten as of yet? Yes, it is. It is August 31st. August 31st so we'll have a, a shortened kindergarten orientation on August 30th. It'll be like a one-hour presentation. The same system we did pre-COVID. Um, and then all kindergarten students will start on the 31st. Okay, great. And notification will be going out soon. Awesome, thank you. You're welcome. Right, I'd just like to echo my fellow members, congratulations all around. Thank you for the inaugural uh, superintendent report, Lucas. And yeah, it's good to hear that their, their tenure is hitting the ground running with all this. Thank you. Yep, just to, again to echo, welcome everybody to your new roles and uh, no questions. Congratulations, Dr. Rogers and, and uh, Lucas. So looking forward to your work with you. Congratulations. Lucas, okay. um, next we have our Franklin Education Foundation update from two lovely ladies in the front row. Yes. So um, at this point, if uh, Roberta Trahan and Pandora Carlucci can come up to um, the mic, what we'll do is we can queue up a visual for the work, so just to lay the backdrop, uh, I know that um, PFEF has been a partner to Franklin. You'll hear a little bit about PFEF, um, and for the folks at home, this is always a great opportunity. Um, folks tuning in may not know, and I know you'll give some background, but we've been really fortunate at Franklin to have such a strong educational foundation that supports our teachers, and ultimately, it's for the direct benefit of kids, and they do some tremendous work we are extremely lucky. They're going to talk a little bit about uh, the program and, and how it uh, how it impacts our schools. And um, we have some slides that we can share to kind of go along with that. But I will kick it over um, to you both to just 
continue with this. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us here this evening. I'm Pandora Carlucci. I'm here with Roberta Trahan, and we have been with the Franklin Education Foundation since the very first days. Um, tonight, we're going to give you a little bit of the history. We're going to give you an update on the past couple of years, and we'll tell you where we think and where we hope we're going in the future. That's kind of still settling its, itself. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Franklin Education Foundation was founded in 1997. So this is our 25th year. And at that time, just to kind of bring you back, that was we had just opened the Remington Jefferson School Complex. The Helen Keller, Annie Sullivan was in the works. We hadn't remodeled and uh, rebuilt the Horace Mann, built a new oak, built the first early childhood development center nor the high school. So a lot has gone on in 25 years in the town of Franklin. And it has affected um, education. And when that was happening and the new school complex was open, some members of the community came together and we approached the current superintendent at the time, um, Dr. Warren, and we asked him if we could come together with an organization that would support town-wide schools under the leadership of the Franklin School Committee. And so uh, we worked for a year, and we decided that our, our funding would be to support the efforts, never to supplant the efforts of the Franklin Public Schools, and we would try to do, um, try to support initiatives in teaching and learning that hadn't been, there wasn't enough money in the traditional budget, and yet there were some creative ideas out there like empty bowls and ukuleles, lots of great things. So we had our, our game plan, and then we looked at fundraising. And so our first efforts at fundraising were the famous spelling bees, and they were pretty famous. Those started in 1998, all the schools participated, teachers, administrators, they came in costumes, local businesses, the whole community really supported those spelling bees for many years. That was followed by trivia bees, followed by casino nights, and finally we ended up with the wizard basketball games, which were actually quite um, good as far as fundraising was concerned, but then the pandemic hit, so unfortunately we had to curtail that. Um, and these fundraisers, as Pandora mentioned, supported our grant challenges that were op open to faculty, staff, and administrators. And we offered them yearly through 2019. The last grant cycle was in 2019. Those grants were awarded in 2020. And believe it or not, because of many delays, mostly because of the pandemic, those grants were just completed in 2022. Um, so um, at this point, we I will turn it to Pandora as far as our hopeful plan going forward. <laughs> we turn to our day of giving, which is the 4th of May, and which is also Horace Mann's birthday, who is our founding leader of public education. And the day of giving actually kicks off an entire month of giving. And since we didn't offer uh, grant challenges, the uh, board voted in 2021 and 2022 to make a donation directly to the uh, Franklin Public Schools through the leadership team. And so we will continue to focus our fundraising events um, on alumni 
and friends. We have also received some unsolicited donations made in honor of or in memory of a certain individual, which is always a lovely um, gift to us. And so um, it's a good fit with the alumni because we have been trying to raise funds town-wide, so we feel like that you know, will hopefully be a good fit. So we're trying to develop our social media presence and other forms of communication that will eventually be that pathway between alumni community and Franklin Public Schools. So in lieu of distributing funds through the grants, again, we made these direct donations this year. And um, after 25 years of service, we're still honored to support faculty, administration, and eventually students. So at this point, I know that um, Dr. Shadir and Dr. Rogers would like to show how the funds were used this year. Uh, thank you very much again for having us here, and we're going forward, hopefully, to give more money um, as the years go on. So, or retire and have turned it over to some other folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goal. comes first. That's, That's a goal. <laughs> but we're honored to be here yes, um, we are. Uh, tonight, though, to, to show you have so much on your plate. The fact you gave us some time, we yeah. really appreciate it. And two members of the school committee oh, yes. sit on our board, Dave and Denise. And so that gives another uh, link to uh, of communication and support in the home. Thank you very much. Did you guys want to do the presentation? Sure, we'll show okay. a few examples of where the, the funds, uh, what they went to. So, do you want to? Sure, sure thing. Well, I would start by thanking both of you immensely. We um, so appreciate the partnership um, and the work that you do for the Park Franklin Public Schools. We really, truly do. So, yes, we're excited to share. So, the first slide. So, um, as we, when we received these funds, we really wanted to think equitably across the school district and how do we uh, disperse these funds throughout pre K through 12. So first, uh, the first area of focus was uh, ECDC, uh, with the goal of providing some universally designed, uh, universally designed instructional spaces to ensure students all have equitable access to all physical spaces. So there were certain areas um, outside, specifically a garden space, um, where some students it just wasn't easy access, easy enough access. So with the FEA funding, we were able to purchase um, mobile maps to allow uh, easy access to those areas outside of, um, in the school building. So we've already re we actually already have the map at ECDC, <laughs> so I'm excited to go over. I'll be there on Thursday to see you know, where exactly we're placing that. So very exciting. It's actually not the blue map. Um, in talking with um, Kelty, Mrs. Kelly, she decided that it um, needed to be the color of the sand around so we purchased a brown one I just couldn't find an image of it so that was the one of the ways some of the funds were used um, at the elementary and middle school level we, we've talked a lot about supporting students social emotional needs um, partly through some advisory at the middle school level um, and then just through some general structures throughout the school day at the elementary school so really with the goal to make sure students feel connected, have a place um, with one another, and um, really the, so a lot of the funds were used to support um, promoting this well-being in a, a particular program that we're using uh, of Second Step. So we've used some funds to purchase materials at both the elementary schools and at the middle schools. Uh, and then lastly, uh, we have a greenhouse project at the high school. 
Um, and you can see here the goals of this is partly to enhance the science courses, particularly environmental sciences and some of the AP environmental science, and really upgrade some of the equipment that they're using. Particularly, some of the funds were used to upgrade the hydroponic systems, the vertical hydroponic systems that are used to be able to grow a diverse range of produce and um, native to different students' countries, potentially, um, that are eating in the cafeteria and things like that. So we actually were able to purchase three hydroponic vertical systems to equip the greenhouse at the high school. So really try to equitably you know, disperse the monies throughout. And again, we just can't thank you enough for your commitment to the schools and the students. Um, thank you for your efforts as a teacher in another district. I've been the recipient of grants from our local education foundation, and it's um, such a wonderful program because you think of something really cool and really interesting, and you're like, I don't have budget for this. And so your mind can be as creative as it uh, wants to be, and then you can get the funding. Um, I wanted to encourage people listening at home that a beautiful, I can say as a teacher, as much as I love all the coffee gift certificates, a beautiful end of year or appreciation gift is a donation to the Franklin Education Foundation. And I, I don't know, I checked on the website and I'm not sure if it's true, but I know that when I've had them donated at Natick, I would get a certificate saying that was donated in my name. So that would be really nice if Franklin did that too. So. I know a lot of parents are always saying, what do teachers want for presents? Well, this is one option. It's a beautiful way to support the district, support the really creative ideas that teachers have. Um, so I um, thank you for your efforts and support that. That's a wonderful, wonderful comment. Thank you so much. Um, you can go to our website. It's pretty simple to do. There is a donate button there. You click on it and you send it right through PayPal. And Pandora and I do acknowledge every donation that comes through. And I think your idea of a certificate, if the donation is made in order to teach, it would be a great thing to do. And we would be thrilled to do that. So thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you uh, so much uh, for the presentation, all you do for the community. Especially, you know, it was kind of highlighted some of the um, uh, some of the more recent ones when we were we had the pleasure of visiting all the different schools. And I know over at, at ECDC, that was one of the, the concerns they were talking about was a lack of uh, accessibility. And then I know Principal Hannah, uh, he showed us the, the greenhouse. I, I felt like we kept passing it, and he was like, "Come back later. It's going to look fantastic." <laughs> And, uh, and to know that this is, you know, a direct result uh, of, of the incredible generosity. As a, as a school committee, how can we help to, to kind of further this? I love the idea. I think, you know, my daughters, my kiddos, uh, teachers are definitely going to be getting donations um, and, uh, at the end of the year. But how else might we be able to, to help out? Well, that's a really good question. Um, as you can probably imagine, we have always tried to be very respectful of the local PCCs and the work that they do to raise funds for their individual PCCs. So it's kind of a fine line. You don't want to step on toes. You don't want to overdo something that they're already planning on doing. But what you do for us is just what we're here tonight presenting and what you're saying um, 
Ms. Bernstein would be a great idea, and to just promote that among students and among families. Um, at the time when we had the Wizards, one of the things that was done is that we would go out through the schools that this game was coming and that people could purchase tickets, and that was a huge boost to the uh, audience and the, and the numbers of people that came. So anything of that nature. And, and the other thing would be that we are trying desperately to make that alumni connection. Um, it's been kind of difficult. Some of the past, uh, classes in the past years tend to be a little bit groupy. They have their own things going on. But we're hoping with the more recent graduates, they may be a little bit more thinking outside the box and might understand the benefit of this. So that is what we're trying to do. And perhaps we could have some conversations down the road about some other things that we could do. So thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Please don't, don't hesitate. OK, um, we appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. And Dave, also just, um, you know, I know that uh, Dave, as a board member for the Franklin Foundation, during the month of giving, he'll come on and yeah. you know, remind people that during this month, please come on. Um, but to you know, Roberta's point, too, we want to Keep it very separate, not very separate, but we need to respect the, the piece yes. of season school funding. So, absolutely okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one uh, thank you for your 25 years of commitment. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. how much has been raised in that time and how much support has been given. So, uh, kudos for doing that and the longevity of that. Um, just, just so folks know, um, so your website is the franklined.org, correct? So, right. you can learn more about that there. Um, and I thank you all for, for the fundraising activities that have been done in the past. Um, those are very beneficial. Any insight of what might happen going forward, if, if there's any chance of bringing some of that back, like the spelling bee or the wizards? Well, that's a question for, for discussion. Uh, we, we would like to do all of that. First of all, there, there's two issues. One is health and safety. Um, you know, holding a large indoor event, we're not comfortable doing that yet. And the second thing is, it takes a lot of people to organize one of those events. And so we would we would look for a team of, of people to uh, help us. So that's kind of important. And it circles back to your question, David. What you could do for us? I think one other thing is uh, that many of us were very active in all the schools, K through 12, as our children um, moved up and through. And then when you step away, uh, you still want to support. You still want to lend a hand. We're a good option for that. Mm -hmm. So if you know of uh, parents and guardians or friends in the community that are interested, then they, they would like to um, support our schools across the board, not school specific. Um, this is an opportunity to do that. It's a different kind of volunteering, and uh, we generally meet about five or six times a year, usually in the evening. For the last two years, we've been meeting on Zoom. <laughs> we hope to meet again in person. But if you know of someone, we are always uh, welcoming new members. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Roberta and Pandora, uh, for all your um, you know, hard work and dedication um, to our community through FEF. And, you know, obviously, I'm a little biased, but uh, yeah, it's it's truly wonderful. Just um, all that you've contributed, you know, throughout the years um, to Franklin Public School System, and, and how how much FEF continues to contribute um, to our public school system. And yeah, and just seeing these projects, you know, the, the greenhouse at Franklin High. Like I, I took uh, AP Environmental Science when my senior year at Franklin High, so it's just it's wonderful to see you know, the, you know, these grants going to you know, perpetuate the you know, programs that I 
that I took part in and make them even better for the next generation. And then uh, just you know, a little plug is, as Al mentioned, our website, but also we're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so people can check us out there too. So um, yeah, it's never, uh, ne ne never hurt. So yeah, thank you again. We're so glad you're here. And this is another story of um, a phenomenal organization that's, that's lived through COVID and sort of had to reimagine a little bit and, and struggle a little bit and um, you know, be flexible and pivot and all those other words that we use. And um, we're just so grateful for, for everything you've done over all these years for the Franklin Public Schools. And I think it's, you know, I, I always appreciate the visuals in the presentation and I think that that helps us, um, you know, we like to see where the money's going, whether it's our money or whether it's, you know, coming from um, the FEF. And I think that it's, it just warms our hearts to see, you know, where, thank you, you know, yes. Um, to see where this where this is going, and it's it's exciting. And like um, Camille said, sort of out of the box yeah. ideas that wouldn't necessarily get into the budget, but are are cool and creative and important in their own right. Um, and then I think just to piggyback off something Alan said about um, he can't even imagine the money that's been raised and and awarded over these last twenty five years. Does that exist? Not not this moment, but is there maybe? What? No, I'm not going to make them do math. No, it's a, no. You don't have to do it right now. We have it. Okay, maybe it's okay. I don't need it right now. It's around four hundred and four, four hundred twenty-five thousand. Around there. Four hundred twenty-five thousand. Around there. Yeah. I'd have to go back and do the math. Generally, between about twenty grand a year. About twenty grand a year. Yeah. Give or take. Oh, that's amazing. That's. It's really exciting and just, our kids are so lucky. Well, thank you. We're lucky to, to be in this community and for all of you and everything that's done. Thanks so much. Nate? Yeah, thank you so much. It was a great presentation. And um, yeah, really, I think it's great that, uh, you know, that you both you know, have been doing this for 25 years. It's outstanding. Thanks again. It has been such a pleasure working with the two of you over the past three years since I've been on, unofficially on the board. So just thank you guys so very much. Your work is so appreciated. And just keep at it, please. I think we have a few more years left. <laughs> and we look forward to the next meeting. <laughs> thank you, guys. We're going to have Yes, go ahead. To my treadmill to watch you on TV. Oh. <laughs> we might be done by then. So. <laughs> yes. By Pandora, by Roberta. Yeah. All right. Um, discussion action items, we have none. Discussion only items, we have none. Information matters. Let's see. I want to make sure I go in the right order. So our are we going to get out of here before sunset? All right. Superintendent evaluation, please. Um, we have no new updates. Budget. David, yeah. Our budget is not met since our last meeting. Awesome. Yeah. Policy. All right. I got a lot to say. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, just our next uh, meeting will be on August 8th at 6 p.m. Nothing community relations. Al, space needs? Uh, no new updates as of right now. Joint PCC, I'm assuming, is... We have about 12 hours worth of updates. Okay. Um, SWAC. Oh, not for SWAC. Okay. No, SWAC. CPAC. Yeah. Okay. So 
The CPAC is having a family meetup this Saturday, July 23rd at 10 a.m. at Daisy Field. Um, so it's a time to bring your kids and meet some other families um, and get to know the CPAC members and a way to get involved or just to play. And that was at 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. this Saturday, July 23rd at DC Field. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to just gloss over Substance Abuse Task Force. I'm going to assume we have nothing. No, we have nothing. All right. DEI committee has not met. All right. Moving right along to consent agenda. Mr. Chapir. So approval of minutes, I recommend the approval of the minutes from the June 14th, 2022 school committee meeting as detailed. Okay. I recommend approval. Oh, nope. Oh, okay. We're going to do each one. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, so is there a motion to approve the minutes from the June 14th, 2022 school committee meeting as detailed? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right. We're going to do a roll call mm -hmm. vote. Um, Camille? Yes. Dave Callahan? Yes. Hal Charles? Yes. Dave McNeil? Yes. Elise Stokes? Yes. Megan Whitmore? Yes. Denise Spencer abstains. Um, okay. So those are approved. Um, Mr. Jagir? I recommend approval of the executive session minutes from the June 14th, 2022 school committee meeting as detailed. All right. Is there a motion to approve the executive session minutes from the June 14th, 2022 school committee meeting as detailed? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right. We'll have a roll call vote. Camille? Yes. Dave? Yes. Al Charles? Yes. Dave McNeil? Yes. Elise Stokes? Yes. Megan Whitmore? Yes. Denise Spencer abstains. I recommend approval of the minutes from the June 27th, 2022 school committee meeting as detailed. Is there a motion? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right. Roll call vote, Camille? Yes. Dave Callahan? Yes. Al Charles? Yes. Dave McNeil? Yes. Elise Stokes? Yes. Megan Whitmore? Yes. And Denise Spencer? Yes. And the fourth one. I recommend approval of the executive session minutes from the June 27th, 2022 school committee meeting as detailed. Is there a motion? So moved. Second? Second. Roll call vote. Camille? Yes. Dave Callahan? Abstain. Al Charles? Yes. Dave McNeil? Yes. Lee Stokes? Yes. Megan Whitmore? Yes. Lee Spencer? Yes. Okay. Approval of minutes. So approved. Mr. Chikir, we'll go on to B. Can B uh, declare surplus? I recommend approval to declare the list of Jefferson Elementary books as surplus as detailed. Is there a motion? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right. Roll call vote. Camille? Yes. Dave Callahan? Yes. Al Charles? Yes. Dave McNeil? Yes. Lee Stokes? Yes. Megan Whitmore? Yes. Lee Spencer? Yes. All right. C? I recommend acceptance of two checks totaling $2,217.14 as follows. Jefferson PCC field trips, $1,813.14. Jefferson fifth grade celebration committee, supplemental supplies, $404. Okay. Is there a motion? So moved. Second? Second. Uh, we'll call vote, Camille? Yes. Dave? Yes. Al? Yes. Dave? Yes. Elise? Yes. Megan? Yes. Denise? Yes. Uh, music gifts, I recommend acceptance of two checks totaling $3,239.48 as follows, $846.48, student field trips, $2,393 for the Gate Middle School Spring Concerts for in-house enrichment. Is there a motion? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right, roll call vote, Camille? Yes. 
producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.